When Brendan Goddard reluctantly departed St Kilda after the 2012 season, he knew his destination, but he had no inkling of what he would find. The now notorious supplement scandal was to send Bomberland into turmoil and to the bottom of the ladder. You're an innocent victim, Brendan. You sorry you made the move? Uh, no, I don't. I've, um, it's a question I've been asked a fair bit over the time. Um, but no, I've never regretted the decision once. Bombers and Saints played recently. Who'd you bag for? Uh, I must say it was, it was Essendon. Um, and again, that's a question that's been asked the last five months. Oh, sorry, I'll get an original one soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just because I'm, 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 it's, I'm fresh out of Essendon. It's fresh in my mind. It's still raw. And, you know, I know most of the playing list, there's four or five additions this year of the group. But I know the rest of the group really well. And so they're... Um, yeah, and, and close to, to a number of them, so yeah, it's still lesson. Were you bitter when you left St Kilda? Probably not bitter, but I was disappointed with, way it, with the way it went and how it was dealt with, um, the process of how it happened during the year between myself and the management company and the club and how it was dealt with. So, um, and I felt somewhat let down by the club because of how much I'd given them, 10-year service mm. and you know, everyone thinks, but I am confidently say I gave my heart and soul to the place, so... And I don't think there's too many can argue with that. No, I agree with that. You were seen to have left St Kilda, but I get the feeling that you think you were squeezed out of the place. Yeah, and it's, it's something that I haven't talked about, and, and nor should I too, considering the position, still currently playing. So, um, and I know at times, uh, particularly at the time it happened, different things came out in the media which I wasn't happy with, but I never had a chance to respond. So chance to do it now. So, yeah, I essentially felt that uh, it was in their best interest uh, that I left the footy club. Well, you can't leave it there. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. You're, not, you're not someone that's difficult to deal with in a footy club. There had to be a specific Yeah, reason. well, just, just uh, me making it very clear that I didn't want to leave. One, what I was asking for from a contract, we didn't feel like it was unreasonable and thought it was fair. Uh, the position I was in in terms of my age, potentially going to captain the footy club, um, in the next few years, so uh, I made it very clear that I didn't want to leave. There was negotiations early December that there was a bit of uncertainty with Scotty Waters coming in as coach and um, the club sat down with me and said, let's talk about extending it. And I said, I think it's, uh, you can understand that I'm not in a position to do that yet because of the uncertainty moving forward. It got to a position where I went to the club um, around seven or eight and said, I'm, I'm keen to sit down, things are going reasonably well. Um, I'm happy with things about, happy with Scott. Um, and where the club's at, and essentially got dragged out to towards the end of the season before a first offer came through. And um, during that process, some of the uh, what I thought were games being played. Uh, mm. essentially, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, just in terms of negotiations, the meetings that were had, uh, discussions between myself and the club or my management group in the club. That the gist is, I didn't feel like they really wanted me and, and essentially were backing me into a corner to make a decision where they were left with no blood on their hands and said, mm. we, made, we made Brendan an offer, they thought it was fair and reasonable, he made the decision to leave, so we did what we all, or we did what we could and he, he, he made the decision. So, um, and I made it very clear up until literally the last minute when I called Chris Pelkin and said, mate, I want to stay, just... Give us, give us a fair and reasonable offer. I'm not ask, I don't think I'm asking for too much. And then uh, he said, it is what it is, mate. I'm, we're not moving. And I just kept stalling because I didn't want to leave. And I, it was my last ditch 
little effort to, to Palkin to let him know that I, I don't want to do this. And he just bluntly played it yeah. uh, with a straight bat. And then so I, you felt unwanted? Yeah. yeah. So I had a club that I'd given 10 years service to um, and I didn't want to leave, uh, practically making me feel like I wasn't wanted. Mm. And then I had another club that was giving me all the love in the world, as you can imagine. Mm. Um, so that's what it came down to. It wasn't, it wasn't about money and... There's a little bit of length of contract about security, yep. but um, so therefore it's a bit about money. But it wasn't. It wasn't about. Essentially, it was like, well, they don't want me. They do. Yep. I've got to make decisions that's best for me. And at the end of the day, I'm only human. Everyone wants to be loved. Mm. So that's mm. that's literally what I felt. Free agency was coming in. Do you think that there was a strategic decision made by the Saints that Brendan, you're probably the second highest paid player at the footy club, I would suspect. No, nah, not even, not even close. Really? Yeah. There was a number of guys, that, and that's kind of so. I would have thought relevant, they were, but that you represented the big saving uh, to them. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I was I was well paid. I'm not arguing that, but um, they had a long term plan. Free agency, what was coming up the next two or three years? Every club does it now. They they can forecast and know who's coming out of contract and all that kind of stuff. So they'd ma- made a long term plan that uh, they knew what picks they were going to get uh, compensation for me. Um, that obviously didn't turn out too well. Mm. Um, but uh, And then Dell was another guy that... Uh, 12 months later. 12 months yeah. later. So yeah. they, they made some yeah, big savings. Did they up your pay when, when that sort of... The renegotiations, yeah, it was, yeah. It was slightly, but yeah, it was, it was what we thought was well under, which was fair and reasonable. What's slightly, like 10 or 15 grand? Uh, they, oh, they upped it by about 20 grand, I think, for memory, on top of what I was previously on. Mm. And a shorter term. Uh, or three years. Scotty Waters was quoted, the coach was quoted at the time as saying it was purely a matter of money. Some of the things that were said at the time where it was laughable. So, Mm. and I sat down in front of Scotty face to face when I first told Dan, my management group, and then spoke to Hurdy. And uh, Scotty was one of the first people, or I think the first people, maybe I told Rui first, a few of the boys, before I told Scott, but I went and sat down at his house face to face and told him and and bawled my eyes out. I think he did. you really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that 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 annoyed me a bit because he knew how tough a decision. Yeah. Well he actually said at the time, you're making the easy decision and I said, No, nah, Scott, this is the hardest decision mm. I've ever had to make in my life to date. I was still young, didn't have you know. Uh, so I said, No, you you're wrong. This is this has been So there's you and Scotty sitting at his kitchen table yeah. or wherever and you break down. Yeah. Mm. So a few weeks later, come out and said it was all about money. So mm. he knew and seen the emotion. Have you settled that with him? No, no, not at all. I've, I've run into him once since leaving, and that was only recently last, not the summer, just gone the summer before, I think, at a, at a golf event. So, and we, we spoke and said g'day, but I don't think I need to settle any grudges with him. He's a pretty good golfer. Who wins out of you and him? Nah, I've got him well covered. Have you? <laughs> when you're talking about telling him and how difficult that was, what about when you had to tell your teammates in Mexico? I got on a plane when it was all happening, so by the time I landed in LA, my deal had already gone through, so I was, was kind of out of the Melbourne bubble. And then uh, was meeting the boys yeah, like a week later in, in Cancun for a footy trip, so they, they'd all known. First night at Cancun, we got together and um, I chatted to Rui before and said, we, we have to address the elephant in the room. And I want to do it because I don't want it to hinder the, the footy trip and all that kind of make it awkward. So, and then we had Rui and Cass wedding a couple of weeks later as well in yep. Texas. So, uh, yeah, first first night, all sat down with a drink and 
said, this this what is, and I told my side of the story and kind of opened the floor to everyone and they got everything off their chest. Did and, they? Yeah. 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 And asked the question. Was there any resentment from, from your ex-team or soon-to-be ex-teammates? Yeah, yeah there, there was a few guys who were angry and they, they told me that. Mm. And so, but I explained my side of the story and oh, I think, I think oh, I wouldn't say all of us had a shed a tear and got upset, but it was pretty, it was pretty emotional. Mm. Yeah. Brendan, when you mentioned in your discussions with Chris Pelchin, you said about a fair and reasonable offer. What was that? What would you have considered fair and reasonable? You're talking about figures? Yeah. First of all, it was a four-year deal uh, um, about security, so that will take me until I was 31, I think. Uh, and I think we are asking about 650. Mm-hmm. Uh, their final offer was about 565, I think, um, with three years. And... Uh, Another thing that annoyed me too, they then came out in the paper and uh, drip-fed to uh, a journo, uh, John Perrick, mm-hmm. I remember it, uh, that they'd offered me a figure above 600, I think it was 605 or something, which was a lie. It, wasn't, it was incorrect. It was incorrect, yeah. 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 To, to paint a poor picture of me saying I'm being wow. greedy. Mm. So, um, but one of the sticking points was the fourth year. So um, that's where I didn't, I didn't think we'll, we'll be... Uh, were being unreasonable. Okay. Fast forward 10 years. Player reunions, every club has them. Uh, will you happily go back to the Saints? Where do you think, oh, yeah, of course. Where do you think your heart will be in 10 years' time? Oh, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. People have told me where they think it would be, but, um, yeah, I, I can't tell you that. From a success point of view, achieved more at the Saints um, without actually having a medal or a cup to prove mm. it. But, uh, and we went through a lot. You, as you do in 10 years of footy, the, the footy roller coaster. Um, but saying that the experiences and the stuff that we went through as a group at Essendon is, is pretty binding mm. and, and creates a, a, a pretty special relationship with all of us. You ended up being captain at the Bombers. Yeah. The other thing I think you, and I would be exceptionally proud of it if I were you, that Essendon gave you life membership after six yeah. years. Yeah, that was, I was pretty taken back by that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And that was totally unexpected and happened um, up at a, what morphed into a retirement dinner, but it was essentially to, uh, started as a dinner to thank Essendon and, and footy people for, for my career at that particular time, but morphed into retirement by that stage after the draft and everything you'd done. So, and Xavier got up and unexpectedly... Uh, Xavier Campbell. Xavier yep. Campbell, that is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> announced that they'd be giving me life membership, which I didn't even know they could based on the... Uh, well, the qualifying period is either 10 years or 150 50 games. games, yeah. yeah. So special circumstances, the board has the ability to, to hand that life membership, which yeah. I had no idea. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was taken back and got a bit emotional, mm. which mm. I tend to do. You do get, well, you get emotional on the ground, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. I actually, I can't remember anyone more inclined to wear their heart on their sleeve on the ground than you. Mm. Now, we've seen lots of evidence of that. Yeah. Let's have a look at an example and, and tell, take us through it. Well, this conversation actually started off quite uh, tame and... Uh, I'd ask for the, the forwards to um, man up and transition harder. In, and then uh, Joey kind of rolled me up with a response that, uh, which I won't throw Joey into the bus, but... Um, he just did. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, which I wasn't too happy with because he, he started blaming others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... That's, that's, I, that's Joey Danaher? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then which I said, no, let, let's just talk about you guys. I'll address the others as well. Uh, which was the midfield at the time, but so that's where 
it so started to go downhill. You looked like you're berating them, were yeah. you? No, I was just asking what I had said earlier mm-hmm. and gave them examples of, because uh, there's one thing saying something, but giving them examples so then they can visually yep. picture it. Yeah, no, so I wasn't berating them at all. I was simply literally echoing what I'd said at the beginning in yep. a calm manner, but then turned more. When more you see me. back, when you see that back, what's your, uh, um, what's your response? Oh, no doubt that, yeah, I could have done it better. And it's something I'd worked on. So that's me being animated and going a bit too far and is part of my general nature and, and having a, you know, some resting angry face, as people said. So <laughs> that's why I'd say a lot of the time what's actually... What you're seeing is not what's actually coming out of my mouth or what you think's coming yep. out of my mouth. So, But you um, and Joey are in animated discussion there. Yeah. yeah. You know this one will come, the notorious pretzels, pretzels. incident. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at that. Just remind you about uh, how that unfolded. Yeah. Now, it's not all that bad. I mean, no, it, no. it's just unusual to see that. Yeah. And it wasn't really directed at anyone other than us as a team. I was filthy with uh, the last... It was probably the last five or ten minutes, and Dyson and I were talking about it because we, um, for memory, we dominated the quarter, and to get back in the game we couldn't, and then uh, defensively let ourselves down, um, which is an area we've been working on. And then so I was filthy at the team, so there's no one, no one in particular there. So did Dyson say anything to you? No, not then. No, but uh, and I've always encouraged, and I've said this publicly before, but. I'd always commentate the game on the bench and if I was uh, angry on the bench, I'd, I'd verbalise it, just I'd commentate the game. and So I'd, I'd ask for help on the, on the bench from the teammates because so, it was in a manner where they could give it and uh, our bench coach at the time, Harry uh, Corrigan, that, that mm-hmm. if, I, if you ever hear me going over the top or getting carried away, tell me. Mm-hmm. Oi, beach, settle down. Mm. You know, yep. I, I need the help. I've, I've asked for help. Do you think it was which one of these? Frustration, anger, or just your emotional intensity? Uh, oh, a bit of everything. Rui says, Nick Rewalt said to me that it's your commitment to the, to the cause, to yep. the game, yep. that, that sometimes can spill over. Oh, yeah. There's, I'm, I was probably too invested at times, which hurt, hurt my footy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because especially when I was younger, like it's... Footy was the most important mm. thing to me in my life. I didn't had a girlfriend, but didn't have a fam- but so outside of family, you know what I mean. But outside of family, it was the most important thing. So I was going to treat it like that. Mm. And I I do do that in general life. If it's important enough to me, I'll if I deem to be important, I'll, I'll give you everything I got. Okay, an example of that. I'll take you back to St Kilda days. Your brother's in trouble, mm-hmm. and your brother's actually in jail. You did you kick a goal before you yep. did that infamous? Yeah, I did. Yeah, cross wrist sign. There it is. In Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, that. W- was that premeditated or yeah, did that spontaneous? He, he asked me to do it. Did he? Yeah. As a sign and for him. and So the, everyone thinks, well, I don't want to ruin it, but when I used to do this one, yep. um, that was actually for him rather than for St Kilda. And oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was What's your brother's that was name? Him. Bo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he was, um, he was in jail on drug offences? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't think it'd have the repercussions as it did. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think that far ahead. You can't please everyone, which I figured out pretty early in my career. <laughs> can't keep everyone happy. 
two stories of significance that I wrote about you when I was at the Herald Sun. <laughs> can you remember them, can you? I, well, I, remi- <laughs> I remind you of one of them on a regular occasion. Yeah, you do. One of them was, and I would have thought the most flattering one, was uh, naming as the second most valuable player oh, yeah. in the competition going into the 2011 mm-hmm. season, behind only Buddy Franklin. But you've never mentioned that to me. But the other one you no. like remind, reminding <laughs> me of is a story saying that you were lost in well, space. Well, the first time I, I remind you of the lost in space... Yeah or one of the first, or another time you did, you quickly remind me that you'd rack, rack me number two. So, <laughs> yeah. not that I paid a heap of attention to that. So. Come on, you blokes no, never miss that stuff. Mate, come on. So, that, there's no, there's no, you're not flattered by that? No, not at all. It actually, well, it actually hurt my footy that, if people remember, the start of 2011, I had a shock of the first four or five games because uh, we actually spoke about it as a team. Um, Ross brought it up in front of everyone at the start of the pre-season that um, just to, we've got to help myself cull the expectations because he said that at the time you're the, it's, you're the most hyped player at St Kilda since Rui burst on the scene mm-hmm. so and I said and I said yeah and you, you do t- generally two ways players deal with that and you either drink your own <laughs> bath, bath water, water yeah. or, or you and keep working hard and so I naturally went no I'm, well I'm not going to let that affect me and I actually worked harder than I ever had uh in that pre-season and trained as hard as I ever could and then came out the start of the year and had four stinkers. But I found out through chatting to actually an ex-golf, well, ex-pro golfer, uh, Paul Sheen, playing golf one day mm-hmm. during that first four or five weeks that I was just trying too hard. Like, mm-hmm. so it wasn't through lack of effort or um, being pretty happy with myself. I was, I was just trying too hard to live up to the external expectations of being the number two player in the competition. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I was... Like I'd tell a story, I was, I was doing 17, 18 Ks a game my first four or five weeks and I was getting tagged, Bryce Gibbs, Deledio, a couple other guys. They were telling me, but I'm going, so I had a conversation with Rossi at the time because so he knew that I was working my ass off, but where's mm. it going wrong? And I was stuck in between trying to do too much, trying to be there at one stage and running for the sake of running when I didn't have to, um, running 18 Ks a game and getting 15 touches. And I'm a bit of a control freak. So trying to control every situation and and see everything and do too much, just sit back and almost just think less, which professional, sports, professional sports yeah. would pay a lot of money if they could think less because yeah. it, it's one of the things that gets in the way, is your mind. The lost in space story. What yeah, did you make of that? I remember because I was a young kid, so uh, it might have been my third or fourth year. I reckon it was my third. And uh, the gist of it was that I'd, I was lost I was like lost in space out mm. on the footy field. I was, uh, had no idea what I was doing and St Kilda had made a mistake drafting me at number one and all this kind of stuff. So um, obviously it, it, as a young, so three years in, so I'm 20. So it, Wow, a bit early, wasn't it? it well, yeah. you wrote it, but that, that's, yeah. that's the reality and people and, I don't know, the, you, you journos, that maybe you don't understand the effect it has on kids. And, and I was fine, I'm not saying, I'm not saying poor me because I never do that but um, some some people deal with it differently and are affected by those types of stories but at the time I, was, I do remember it because I was a young kid but it was almost like screw you Mike I'm gonna <laughs> so it, it just it just Sorry, gave me greater well you, you know, I, could, I could thank you for it in a way because it kind of inspired me to stick it stick it up here. Was your preference footy or golf? Oh, at the time, it was, it was footy. 
Yeah, because I was better at it and stuff at the time. I understand you're playing off plus two. Yeah. Which means that you owe the course two shots every time you tee it up. Yeah. Gets a bit difficult now. But, yeah, yeah. look, I've obviously had more time to dedicate to my golf and um, even though at the, uh, it's been at the anger of my wife. <laughs> um, but more time to play golf, which, which is a, it's a sport that you need to, to play more and spend more time on to get better. So mm. um, you can't really fake it in golf. So, uh, yeah, so I've managed to get to plus two and playing three or four times a week, playing pennant golf for Metro, um, something that I always wanted to do whilst playing footy and was asked on a number of occasions at my former club, Yarra Yarra, if I could participate, but I just couldn't. Will you tell me how far you drive it? Oh, I don't know. I'd... I'll bet you do know, to the yard. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I don't know, I can hit it over 300. Wow, so 300 yards. Metres. Metres? Yeah, on, a, on, a, on a appropriate conditions. I remember asking you once, this is a couple of years ago, you, you said that you played with Ogilvy. I said, how do you go off the tee? And you straight-faced said, yeah, I match him. I hit it as far as he does. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah. And Jeff admit that as well, but... Um, there's plenty of other things that Jeff's a lot better out than me. And yeah, sure. But as I mean, most of us know that... Uh, he was a big hitter, though. and then, He was pretty solid. So you're hitting yeah. it... What, in the whole how... scheme of things, he was, he was, he was above average on tour. Mm. And, uh, and I, but that's where my golf was wrong, because I stood up there and thought distances... It was all for... Well, now I know it's all for show, but um, it's good to hit it long, but uh, I just tried to smash as far as I could. Um, now, you've laughed halfway through half this program. It's such a contrast to the football demeanour of Brendan Goddard. Yeah. You look so grim on the footy field. Grim, yeah. I um, actually got told when I was as junior footy that I was really intense. Mm. I was an intense individual around on the footy field and at training because it, was, because it was important to me and I treated it that way. It was kind of, and I know it's not now, but it was like, you know, do or die kind of thing. It was mm. like, so I treated it like that. And, and I actually struggled with it early days at St Kilda and, um, to use Rui, Rui and I both struggled with with why I got ang- we got angry at other players that why why can't you tr- be as hardworking as us and train mm. like us? Isn't it important enough to you? Mm. Like you and Rui, yeah, yeah. And, and Lenny and there's a, mm. there's a number of guys, but why 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 can't it's important enough to us? Why isn't it important mm. to you? And as obviously as I got older and people explained to me and Rui and I would talk all the time that this people aren't wired like us, they're brought up like us, they don't have the values. Um, and that just as much as it is important to them, it's just their characteristics and who they are, they just can't get to where we are. So we should stop kind of expecting that from them mm. and being frustrated with them. Mm. What about the um, 2010 and, and the wound? Say a wound, I mean, the, that uh, it would have left because you were so close to winning a flag. Mm. Do you reflect on that much? Not, uh, not really. Um, Finals comes around and I think about it a fair bit, or if someone wants to bring it up and talk about it with me, but or when we talk about it briefly when we all catch up, we all still catch up in finals time. All that uh, 09 2010 losing grand finals mm. teams, coaches as well, Rossi and Soss and fitness staff, we all catch up for, for uh, lunch and have a have a few beers. Um, so yeah, no, it's I don't I don't think about it much. I'd, I think we've we've all concluded that that playing group in the club at that particular time we did everything we could to to win those premierships mm. and uh, whether you call it luck or whatever it's I don't want to say it's just not meant to be but um, that's why we feel like we were successful. People say you weren't successful. You didn't win a grand final. It's like, 
Shut up, mate. Is <laughs> but it is. We 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 were we we deem ourselves successful, and we have that we have that bond with one another. Although we don't, I said we don't have the medal, but we're, we've got a bond with one another because of what we did and how much hard work and how many times we climbed mm. the mountain creates a pretty special bond. Mm. This is an, a, another hypothetical, and you probably won't like it. But nowadays, uh, there's extra time in a grant when the yeah. grand final is tied. Do you think? Had it been extra time in 2010, it would have been any yeah, well, different? Yeah, that, that was on the um, documentary by um, Dicko. Um, yeah, I've got no doubt in my mind. There's a few Collingwood uh, players, and I think, I think Mick said that uh, he thought they'd win. But on that ground, that I actually thought about it straight after the game, is that if there was, if there was 10 seconds, 20... If there was enough time for someone to score, we were, we were winning that game. Mm. We had all the momentum. Mm. We were... We're in the moment. We'll, we'll try and set plays. Or the last play, the boundary throwing. It was a ball up where I tried to. Hit. I came in third man up, and tried to hit it to Lenny, swooping around the back corridor. It was a third man up. That was all set play and when to do it. And we called it. And they, we just felt like I felt like they were they were deers in the headlights. There was a mark you took fairly late in the game. Uh, I mean, it was a classic. There's no other way. I know you're the bloke who took it, and you'll probably be modest about it. But no, uh, actually, I joke with I joke with the boys. If we had a one, there would have been a bronze statue of me, Moravan. Well, <laughs> well let's have a look at it again. I mean, it just uh, it um, never loses its appeal. Hayes, belting forward, got up. Now, you, I think there's seven minutes to go in that game and you put just under yeah. the Saints six points in front. I think a few of the boys admitted, openly admitted in the celebrations or the, um, the wake of losing the grand final that they thought we'd won the game at that stage. And Because I, I remember running uh, after I kicked the goal and looking up and I think it was like 24, 25 minutes. So I knew at that stage there was still... I, I'd said to my head, I can remember about five minutes to go, so there's still plenty of time. Mm. So there's a few of us encouraging one another just to keep playing footy and there's still plenty of time to go, I think, with the words we use. So, but I think uh, along with a few players uh, and I think maybe a lot of supporters, maybe that, that, was, the, that was the moment. Yeah. I knew there was still a bit of time left. Where did you play your best footy? I'll let others, I'll let others uh, tell you what my legacy or... What is it, Essendon and Orson Kilda? I don't, I don't, that's up for others to decide. Okay, well, well I'll be, I'm one of the others. Yeah. If, I, I thought that you... It's you, hard for me to answer and one yeah. I don't really want to answer. Your, your role. So I thought you had a role at St Kilda where you had to win more of your own footy. Yeah. At Essendon, and, and even some... A lot of people thought that you were playing that role where you got cheap footy. Yeah. Now, I know that's a role that the coach gives you, but yeah. is there any substance to that? Nah, no. No. It's, it's, it's people that don't know what they're talking about. Every team looks at it differently, but for us it was like, if you're an inside mid, you, you, sh- you should average, and if to do your job properly, you average 12 to 14 possessions, they were, they were your key indicators. And as an outside player, you, you win a contested ball when you need to. One of my strengths for my size, six foot three, was my running ability, mm-hmm. so, um, and then my ability to market. So any inside mid or um, even my ability on the outside as a winger to run, there wasn't too many that could outrun me with my size or even smaller guys. Bombers didn't offer you a contract for 2019. I think you were disappointed at yeah. the time. Did Carlton come at you? Soss, just, Soss and I have a good relationship, obviously coaching me at St Kilda for a number of years. Um, and he'd call me up and said, this is just what we're thinking, just wanted to let you know. So we just happened to be in the same 
place at the same time up in Noosa over Christmas and sat down and had a chat. And my wife actually uh, was like, don't, don't do it. Like, mm. Not that you regret it, but from her point of view, from a selfish point of view, that footy, you know, you're done with it. Uh, let's move on. Because she, she said you, you'd still want to play until you're 40. You know yes. what I mean? Soss rang me a couple of weeks later when he got back to work at Carlton and said, look, we decided to go down a different path. It's been a great career. You've served two clubs extraordinarily well. You're entitled to be very proud of what you've done. It's great. I've really enjoyed the chat. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for your time.